every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, Therefore get wisdom. Get wisdom. Wisdom, yes? And with all thy understanding. With all thy gettings. With all thy getting. Get. Get understanding. So it says you can get as much or as many things as you want to get. But make sure you get understanding. You can get married if you want to get married. But make sure you get understanding. You can get gadgets if you want to get gadgets. If you love gadgets, you love tech. A new phone, a new TV, a new house, a new shoe. Whatever you want to get. He says, make sure you get understanding. Because if you get anything without understanding, you are going to lose it. Anything that you get without wisdom, you are going to lose it. Like I said, wisdom preserves what power delivers. Everything that you see that works... Wisdom, as Psalms 104, verse 1, Psalms 104, verse 1. Psalms 104, anything that you see that lasts, it lasts because of wisdom, was built with wisdom. That's why it lasts. Anything that you see lasts is built with wisdom. Psalms 104, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Verse 2 says, Who covereth thyself with light, with a garment? Who stretched out the heavens like a curtain? The Bible says, "Stretch the heavens." Look at these heavens. There's no. Someone says, "No, call it pillar." Someone said, "This is something." What do construction people call it? Column, maybe. It's column, not pillar. So there's no column anywhere. He stretched the skies, stretched it as though it was a curtain. Let's celebrate, man of God, great man is in the house. Verse 3 says, Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Verse 5 says, Who laid the foundations? He laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be moved forever. That's why no matter the amount of rain that falls, this earth remains. No matter how many people walk upon the earth, the earth remains. Why? He established it in wisdom. Everything that you establish in wisdom will last. If you go straight down to verse 24, because of my time, I'd love to read everything, but verse 24 says, O Lord, how manifold are thy works in wisdom as thou made them all. So the reason why they last is because God made them in wisdom. Please follow me closely. No matter what you get, you have to get it with wisdom. If you wisdom what you get will last anything not built with wisdom will not last you can change your naira color from today to tomorrow it will not last because it is not 
a cosmetic change that creates change. It has to be done with wisdom. It will be falling like that footballer. Who's that footballer used to fall in the field? Eh? Nema. Footballer used to fall. That's how you will be falling. You can change your number plates. You can change number plates. You can change your passport picture. You can change your passport color of your passport. You can change your national item. You can even change the name of your country to UAR. You can do anything. If it is not established in wisdom, it will not last. Anything that you get and you don't get with wisdom, because it is wisdom that perpetuates, it is wisdom that preserves. A foolish husband will lose his wife. You can get married in all your gettings. Get understanding. A husband that is not that doesn't have understanding will lose wife. A wife with no understanding will lose her husband. The Bible says a wise man builds a home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Collects ideas from Instagram, collects ideas from Twitter, collects ideas and comes and tears down her home. A foolish employee will lose his job. A foolish employee will lose his job. A foolish employee. There are some things I wanted to say now. Well, I'm holding it back. Because I've seen foolish employees. Very born again. But very foolish. The reason why God gave you a brain, let me tell you the reason. Because you don't need to be saved to have sense. Is that God wants to at least, God knows that not everybody will be saved. But let at least everybody survive the earth. You don't need the Holy Spirit to survive here. You need brain. Are you following my point? You can survive on the earth without the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I'm making sense this morning. You can live a life. Be born, grow up. You see, you don't need the Holy Spirit to grow up. You can grow up as an unbeliever. Are you following my point? So this is why God, God, God knows that not everybody will be saved. So he, he, at least he wanted to give everybody a fear, a, you know, what I would do for that? A level playground, let everybody have brain. At least one thing that everybody will have is brain. So nobody will say that it's because I did not have brain. A foolish employee will lose his job. A foolish businessman will lose all his money. A foolish man will lose his life. Luke 12 verse 12, it says, Thou fool, tonight is your life required from thee. There's a proverb in Yoruba land. You know, I'm a deep Yoruba person. I come from Yoruba land. Deeply rooted. So I, I know a lot of proverbs in Yoruba. But in fact, I'm preaching the multicultural, multi international, global church. You know, I, I'm, I'm restricted to speak in the... In yes, yes, but I'll translate. I'll try, I'll try, I'll translate. Only come on my God. Let me explain. So we are praying that your child will not be foolish. He says, so long as he does not die. Say, what kills a child faster than foolishness? A foolish person will not look at the road before he cross. He will die. Are you following my point? Foolishness kills. And that's why no matter what you get, get it with wisdom. Verse 9, verse 16, it says, Wisdom is better than strength. 
wisdom is better than strength. Proverbs 24 verse 5 says a wise man is strong. A wise man is strong. Strength in the hands of a foolish man would destroy him. Ask Samson. Strength in the hands of a foolish man would destroy Money in the hands of a foolish man would destroy him. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 32. Can you give me that two more? Proverbs 1 32. Money in the hands of a foolish man will destroy him. What does it say? For the turning away of the simple yes. shall slay them. Yes. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. So a foolish person would have survived if he remained poor. He can't afford most things. So you have survived. Are you following my point? But when a foolish man has money, he can't last. Because he's foolish. If Samson was not strong, he would have lasted, he would have lived longer. What killed Samson was that he mixed foolishness with strength. The combo is bad. You are strong and you now are foolish. Ah, you would dare things. You would dare dangerous things. Things that you should have avoided. You are going to dare it. That you are avoiding problems does not mean that you cannot fight. That you see the tiger walking like that doesn't mean that he's afraid. A man that is very cautious, very careful, does not mean that he's not strong. It is not every battle you should fight. Are you following my point? But a fully strong man will die. Wisdom, the Bible says, is better than strength. Wisdom is displayed in your choice. What you choose. We saw Solomon, God asked him, what would you want me to do for you? Open check. Solomon asked for wisdom. Put yourself in Solomon's shoes. If God appears to you and say, what do you want me? Just, just don't tell your neighbor. Just know in your mind. Just be thinking in your mind. That if you just see God now, almighty God, with whom there is no shadow of turning, he appears before you and calls your name Abigail. What do you want me to do for you? What will you ask? Some people ask God for husband. Am I lying? Some people ask God for land in Abuja. Some people ask God for food. When God appeared to Jacob, what did Jacob ask God? Bread. Almighty God spoke to Jacob, said, I will give you everything you see. Jacob said, if only you can give me bread. You know, it's easy to laugh at Jacob. But really, really, if God should appear to you now and says, my son, ask, are you going to ask him for wisdom? Answer it in your mind. Don't let it show your face. You see Aladdin, you know Aladdin? And the genie came out from the, from the land and says, you have three wishes. What's your first wish? Are you going to ask for wisdom? Ah, wisdom? We are never chop. An average person will not ask for wisdom. But you see, Solomon was wise. That's why he asked for wisdom. And I'll tell you, it was not Solomon that 
It was his father that told him. Go, go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, chapter 4, verse 1. It was his father that told him that, look, boy, if God asks you anything, when you are going to choose, always choose wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1, 4, verse 1. What does verse 1 say? Listen. Yeah. You children, yes. the instruction of your father, yes. and attend to no understanding. So Solomon was saying that people should hear the instruction of their father and attend to no understanding. Yes, verse 2. For I give you good doctrine, yes. forsake ye not my law. Verse 3. For I was my father's son. I was my father's son. Tender and only beloved in the sight of my yes. mother. He taught me also. He taught me also. And said unto me. He said unto me. So this is what David said unto Solomon. Yes. Let thine heart retain my Let words. Let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments. So don't hear it alone. Let it be retained in your heart. Keep my commandments and, and leave. Verse 5. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. You see that? David told Solomon, what should you get? Get wisdom. Get wisdom. You, money is not your problem. Wisdom will deliver money. Yeah. You will rarely see someone that is very good at their job. I'm saying this rarely. I know my son said, but rarely. People that are extremely good, they are always in demand. They are really broke. People that are good at what they do. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mother. Verse 6. Forsake her not. Forsake her not. And she shall preserve. She shall do what? Preserve. So you see, wisdom preserves. Love her. What will she do? And she shall keep thee. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principle. So it was David that said this thing. Not Solomon. Wisdom is the principle. Therefore, get wisdom. It was David that told Solomon that. So when God says, What do you want, Solomon? He said, my father says, wisdom is the main thing. Though. Wisdom is the main thing. Though. That was why Solomon became the wealthiest of all kings. Everybody was coming to seek Solomon. Solomon never visited any king. Some of us would be going up and down, going up and down. When he says, I'm not an I'm not an I'm not an Tell him I'm not an Close the door, close the door, close the door. You a child, you that you are a king. Going up and down like a, like a, like a vagabond. It was his father. He chose wisdom. We see in the scriptures that Jesus is the wisdom and the power of God. Jesus is not just the power of God. He is the wisdom and the power of God. You'll be wise in Jesus' name. You see, some people cannot say amen very well because we are not fighting against Satan. Any prayer that is not against Satan, their amen is not loud. But if you have wisdom, you will not be able to. If some of these things you even call Satan. You say it's not Satan. Satan is not everywhere. Satan is not omnipresent. Some people, when their relationship was destroyed, it was their foolishness that destroyed their relationship. Boyfriend, foolish. Girlfriend, foolish. Use foolishness to destroy their relationship. Say, hey, it's the devil. It was one of the demons that was not telling Satan. There was no relationship in Lagos. Satan said, ah, we don't know about it. Would have even destroyed it all, but since they already destroyed each other, let's go to the next one. If wisdom preserves, then foolishness destroys. You don't have to have Satan to it. Jesus is. Let's look at that scripture. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. First Corinthians 1, 24. But unto them yes. which are called yes. both Jews and Greeks. Both Jews and Greeks. Christ. Christ. Power Help of me God. With Christ. 
the power of God. The power of God. And the wisdom of God. Or help me with Jumos Mike. I need that mic clear. Christ is the power of God. And Christ is the wisdom of God. Give me verse 30. Verse 30 of the same chapter. But of him. But of him. Are ye in Christ Jesus. Of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Who of God is made unto us wisdom. Christ Jesus has been made unto us. What? Wisdom. He has been made unto us. Wisdom. Made unto us wisdom. Christ has been made unto us wisdom. First Corinthians chapter 1. Is that where you are? Yes, sir. Let's go to first chapter 2 now. Verse 1. And I, and I, brethren, brethren, when I came to you, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech. I did speech, not come to you with excellency of speech. Of, of wisdom. Or of wisdom. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. Verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you. Yes. Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes. And I was with you in weakness. I was with you in weakness. And in fear. In fear. And in much trembling. Verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with. my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. But in what? Demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now, somebody's going to read this scripture now and says, look, 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 we don't need wisdom. What we need is what? I don't even know how to speak. I don't need to know how to speak. Who got time for speaking? No time for speaking. Show me power. So, some folks are, they like some churches like that. Where the pastor does not teach anything. As he comes at this, from the left, from the right, from the middle. And if you don't do anything, say, ah, even if you can be, say, ah, show us now. Ah, perform now. Deliver now. Because Paul says, my speech and my preaching. Paul, Paul said that. If you look at verse 1, verse 6, I did not come to you with enticing words, eloquent speech. I did not come to you people like that. Verse 5. Says what? Help me. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of God, men. That what? But what? in the power of God. Give me verse 6. How be it we speak wisdom? How be it we speak what? Wisdom. So Paul says there's a group of people that we speak wisdom among them. We know what we show other people. Hmm? Paul does not have a problem with eloquent speech. There are some people here now, they are, they are English is very bad and they don't care. They say, I don't care. What we need is power. Just carry power. Bad English, bad social skills, bad everything. Bad dresses. You open your armpit, everything is smelling. You don't care. You don't care. Because what we need is what? Says I did not come. Now, if you look at Corinth, Corinth it was a city, it was a Greek city. And if you those who studied history, the people who travel from all around the world to come to Corinth, they are the best speakers who come there, the best you know philosophers who come there. And what did you come and speak? And people speak oratory skills, speak beautifully. And Paul says, Look, I'm not gonna come and play this game. People are playing it. I'll come and I'll show something else. That was why he came like that. Paul doesn't have a problem with eloquence. Paul was an eloquent person. I will show you. Colossians. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. You give me King James and give me NLT. What does it say? Colossians Let your speech be Let always with grace. Let your speech be always with grace. Yes. Seasoned with salt. Paul said, let your speech be seasoned with salt. 
that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man that you should speak grace when you speak let people feel grace some people don't have to open their mouth and speak anyhow give me NLT for that scripture let your conversation be gracious let your conversations be gracious and attractive so attractive attractive so Paul says when you speak let your speech attract me. can you speak in a way that attracts people this is Bible I'm reading for you Bible someone say Bible so that you have the right response when they ask you a question because you speak attractively give me CEV for that scripture CEV, contemporary English version. What does it say? Help me. CEV, contemporary English version. Pleasant. Be pleasant. And hold their interest. Paul says, when you speak, hold your hearer's interest. Car. No wonder. No wonder Paul was the way he was. I'll show you under scripture now. Acts 24. He said, wait, don't go there. Come on. He says, hold your. Look at that. Thank you, media. Be pleasant and hold their interest when you speak the message. Choose your words carefully. Carefully and be ready to give answers to anyone who asks you questions. So when I'm speaking to you, I should be deliberate, intentional in keeping you interested in what I'm saying. I'm preaching the gospel. I say, I don't care whether you say yes to Jesus or not. I've already done my part. I wash your blood from off my neck. You perish in hell. Paul says, when you speak, hold their interest. Have you seen me make other call here before? Have you seen me? You see how I, how I, how I, I'm, I'm persuasive. Because I know this person's soul is tied to this. Also, give me Amplify. What's Amplify say? Amplify, I've scripture. Amplify, what does it say? Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant. Pleasant. Seasoned with salt so, so that you pleasant. will know. Do you know me pleasant? So you speak pleasantly. So now, if you juxtapose this scripture with where we read, when Paul says, I did not come to you with excellency of speech. You know that it's not, it was not the Paul's culture not to know how to speak. Yeah. He just decided to use another method for those people. He says, we speak wisdom among those that are matured. Paul is not against eloquence. Go and learn how to speak. If you don't know how to speak, if you open, learn how to smile. Some of you, your smile looks as if you are frowning. Learn how to do it. Learn how to be pleasant. This 2024. That's why you're single. Learn how to be pleasant. Acts chapter 26. Acts 26. Acts chapter 26. Verse 24. Acts 26. Verse 24. Paul was a man that was exposed. You see, let me tell you between Paul and Peter. Paul was exposed. Peter was not. The limit. I want Holy Spirit help me say this correctly. The limits, your your the scope of your ability to work with people will determine the scope of how God can use you. Yes, sir. If you are not someone that can work with different kinds of people, if you can only work with Yoruba people. God will only be able to use you among Yoruba people. 
if you are like a Jew in those days, they were very racist. The Jew will not talk to the Samaritans. God will only be able to use you among. That was why Peter was an apostle to the Jews and Paul to everyone else. Paul was from Tarsus. He was from a wealthy family. His father was Roman. It, take, it takes a lot to buy citizenship in those days. So he was sent to Jerusalem to go learn the law from Gamaliel. He was learned. He was, there is no scripture in the Bible that is against education. Education is not a scam. You need the exposure of education. So this one that Christians say, I don't care, I don't care. You have to care. Because it will show in your life. You see, if you see how Elijah was learned from Elijah, his exposure. Elijah said, I, I am the God of it. I serve the God of Elijah. That was why it could not last. Elijah could not even maintain one mentee. Elijah had a school of prophets. Elijah, everywhere he go, he left his servant there. He could not, he could not, he could not, he had no structure, he had no system. It was God and said, Go and annoy somebody else. Ah, he said, That man wanted to die like that. No succession plan, no strategy, nothing. Now, if you compare Elijah with Elisha, there was a particular woman who had helped Elisha build a house in a penthouse in her house. And Elisha said, Ask her, Jehazi, will she want us to help us speak to the king? You see, because Elisha had connection in high places. Elijah has already prophesied, prophesied death toward the king in the land. Elisha understood that power and influence will be needed. Are you following my point? So Elisha understood that. So that's why if you look at Paul, look at Acts 24. We're going to read Acts 24. Is it verse 24? Acts chapter 26 verse 24. Give it to me King James. He says, and he does speak for himself. Festus. Festus was a king with a loud voice. He said, Paul, thou art mad. Thou art beside thyself. Much learning. Make thee mad. Give me NIV for that. NIV. For that same verse. NIV. Quickly. At this point, yes. Festus interrupted Paul's defense. Festus interrupted Paul's defense and said what? You are out of your mind, you Paul. You are out of your mind, Paul. He shouted. He shouted at Your him. great learning is driving your, you insane. So when they saw Paul speak, they said, this is a man that has learned greatly. It's when Paul stands in the council, he could connect with anybody. Are you following my point? Yes, sir. Paul could speak in Greek, could speak in Asia, could speak among kings, he could speak among the low lives, he could speak everywhere. He was exposed at all borders. God was able to use him like that. You see, God doesn't want to embarrass you. God does not want to embarrass you. He knows you are not. <laughs> he knows you are not mentally competent. You are anointed. But you are not. Ah! you know, remove him because this guy is going to be embarrassed. He doesn't even know how to use the, he doesn't know how to use the knife and the spoon and fuck. He doesn't know how to eat. They're going to bring him in and he's going to spoil everything. Some people are so clumsy. If they pass, they use the dialect to remove the wire. They say, everywhere, things will scatter. I say, why can't you walk? If you call the things will spoil. I say, okay, don't bring him, don't bring him, don't bring him. 
It says much learning. So Paul learns. Paul will sit down and learn. Educa there is no place in the scripture where education was undermined. It says, ow! Give us an NLT. Let's have an NLT of that. Then we'll go to verse 40, 28 of the same chapter. Suddenly, Suddenly, Festus shouted, Yes! Paul, you are insane. Too much study. That was a king telling you, are studying too much. It's made you crazy. Car! That was how he was talking. If you look at verse 26, Acts 26, verse 28, it says, Agrippa interrupted him. NLT. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? So Paul, he was supposed to be defending himself, and he was already persuading the, he was already persuading the king. Oh God, you have to be saved. Do you think you can do that so quick? There's a particular strategy I like. I, I wrote it out. I think it's um, amplified. Look at amplified. Amplified Acts 26 verse 28. Amplified. What I say? Quickly. Then Agrippa said to then Paul, Agrippa said to Paul in a short time and with so little effort, you in almost in a short time and with so little effort, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. That guy is a master at this thing, man. You give Paul five minutes, he has chipped in the gospel, and you do so master, so he has master, you do so skillfully. The king said, Ah, ah, you almost go, ah. He's just to say, say after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. See, you're ah, I'm almost born again. Oh, what? See, you did it so fast. See, you almost, almost gonna do that. That's skill. Ministry is skill. Yes, Everything you are doing, says whatever you do, say do it all your might. Do it in the casual. That was Paul, wise, smart. But he says we speak wisdom among those. Who are matured we speak wisdom 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 would preserve what power delivers wisdom will preserve when you have wisdom jesus christ taught but yes he healed but he does not heal alone he teaches because he just dull if all Jesus did was healing the sick he will have more people to heal because it is teaching wisdom that preserves the healing if you get healed today and you go back to your lifestyle you're going to get sick again so wisdom preserves if you always need financial breakthrough financial breakthrough financial breakthrough it's because you have not changed your lifestyle if you change your lifestyle god does not want you needing miracles if he gives you a financial breakthrough once he wants you to go from there and grow look at that woman it is the wisdom that is the power is not the miracle wisdom is the miracle Power is not the miracle. Wisdom. Look at that woman whose, whose sons they were going to come pick up as slaves. You know the story of that widow in 2 Kings? And Elisha says, what do you have at home? She says, I have a pot of oil. He says, go borrow. So she borrowed many oil and kept pouring and kept pouring and the oil multiplied. That's the miracle. Is that not the miracle? That's the miracle. But is what, what she wanted. Was it oil? What did she want? She wanted to be able to pay her debt so that her children would not be sent away as slaves. But you know what she did? She went back to Elisha. Man of God, this has happened. He says, okay, you know what to do? Go sell the oil. And then do what? Pay your debt. See the wisdom. It is wisdom that delivers it. Power has come. Bah! Oil comes. But that's not all. You know that woman could have said, look, <laughs> very good. Now that we have oil, the first thing is to first anoint the four corners of this compound. Hmm. No enemy will see us. 
as they are coming they move to the next street annoy the gate every morning for the next 21 days this is what we are going to use this oil to do anointing anointing give me anointing every day she could have done that you know she could have done that but wisdom says go sell go sell it takes wisdom to sell do you know it takes wisdom to sell? Ah, it takes wisdom to sell. How do you sell your oil? Should we package it two, two liters? Three, three liters? In gallon? How do we brand this thing? How do we sell it? It takes wisdom. Power has delivered multiplication of oil. Now wisdom has to sell it. How do we sell? How do we make clients? How do we retain clients? How do we ensure that this person that bought this oil, when I won't finish, she'll still come back and buy from us. How do we retain our clientele? It takes wisdom to do that. So wisdom is what she needs. Now she says, go and sell and pay your debt it takes wisdom to understand priorities some people will use the money to change their wardrobe say don't worry god that did this one you get it our god is alive it's the same yesterday today if he did this one he would have used that money to change our wardrobe or say you know what Guys, since your father died, I've gone through a lot. <laughs> People laugh at us. They mock us. See where we are living. But you know what? Our God is a miracle. It's a miracle working. See what he has done. First thing to do now, our haters. You see that? We have to show our haters. That we serve a living God. So they will use their life to make a point to their haters. Haters that don't even know that you are there. Some of us lived all our life revenging against an hater. Haters, haters, I'm engaged. Haters, you have a problem. You have a big problem. Now, if you live your entire life proving a point to haters, you are, even, you are fighting an invisible war trying to convince somebody something that's why you live a fake life because you are trying to make a point to someone that you are something that you are not yet she could have done that Bible says go and pay your debt then you live on the rest you know that live on the rest is a very long statement when it says live on the rest she could have said okay we have paid our debt this morning that remain let us finish it won't they still die because if you, if you use the money and spend it and finish it, you are going to die. Because you are going to live longer than that money. So wisdom is that living on the rest means that you have now sustained a clientele for oil business. Even though your oil has finished, who is the cheapest or most affordable wholesale seller for oil in the city? So we can keep buying oil, keep buying oil, and keep selling. Then we have created a business line that can sustain us for the rest of our lives. So he says, live on the rest. It's wisdom. Power delivers. Wisdom preserves. Jesus is the wisdom of God. Jesus is the wisdom of God. It takes wisdom to preserve. Acts chapter 2. The fire of God came down in Pentecost. Holy Ghost moved. There was a move, mighty move, mighty wind. Everybody began to pray in the Holy Ghost. Fire! 
But this entire fire was going to collapse on the bag of rice. When rumors started in church, that they were sharing rice for some people, religious You see what the rumor can cause? What food we cause in this world? Until we get to heaven. Because, you see, you cannot see how people can lose their cool until you I've seen people go to wedding and they fight. These are gentlemen in their respective offices. See, because I just came here and I wasted my time. Why did you waste his time? Because they did not give him food. I wasted my time. You came for your friend's wedding. Did you come there to eat? I can't even remember when last I ate in a wedding and I've not died. Some people can never pass it. They can never, they, they must eat it, even if they have to fight the Petra. They, they feel cheated. They feel that they lost something very critical in their lives. That their life will not remain the same. Because they were not able to collect that food. Hey, people go to places where they could not afford. You know that you, they don't burn you where to buy snail. They don't burn you. Don't, where, where did you eat snail in your life? You have never eaten snail for the past five years. But you go to, because they say it's a buffet. You cannot even control yourself. You pick five. When last did you eat snail? If not for peer pressure, will you eat coca fish? You know where your mates are. Jesus is the wisdom and the power of God. They began to cry because of food. Peter said, look, we are going to delegate this thing. So that administrative wisdom was what preserved the Holy Ghost power. Or else they would have lost that revival. Imagine if they see Peter when he was sharing rice. He said, Peter, they are waiting for us in Capernaum. The sick people are on the street say, please, please, please. How many bags of rice remain here? We are making sure that those people from uh, Galatia not come and pack two. And sure that uh, you know, say, ah, they say, Sister Lapoja has already taken one to her house. Ah, Sister Lapoja, please go and call her to me. Why are you doing that? It was when Peter, in fact, uh, mm. <laughs> Jesus is the wisdom. First Corinthians 2, verse 6 to 8. First Corinthians 2, verse 6 to 8. What does the Bible say? Quickly. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? Yes. Yet not the wisdom of the world, nor the princes of this world that yes. comes not. Yes. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God. Bible says we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world for our glory. So he hid that wisdom for us. He did not hide his wisdom from us. Yes, sir. The wisdom of God is hidden for us, not from us. So it is by necessity that God was going to hide the solution to the dream of Nebuchadnezzar from the rest of the magicians for the promotion of Daniel. Are you following my point? That no magician in Egypt who understand the dream of Pharaoh he did from the rest of the world. He hid it from them for Joseph. So the wisdom of God is hidden from the world. But hidden for us. I'm wise. So you say I'm wise. Jesus is that hidden wisdom of God. God sabi heightens. Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Ah, God can hide things. God hide Jesus. Jesus was from the Old Testament. From the pages. If you have, if you're an Old Testament member, I've said it to you before. From the Old Testament, you see, I see Jesus everywhere. From the Garden of Eden, Jesus was there. When he slayed that animal, and Adam and Eve had sinned, and clothed them 
animal skin that was Jesus God says he has clothed us in his righteousness that they will not be naked they had already used fig leaves and fig leaves is illustrative of hypocrisy that's what the Lord does that's why Jesus Christ caused that fig tree that had leaves but no fruits it's a life that shows an appearance of what is not but he gave them a cloth you see Jesus in God you see Jesus in Noah's ark he says there's an ark build an ark I'm going to destroy people but build an ark if you want to trust destroy us now if I want to if I really 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 want to destroy you think I'm going to tell you I'm going to sneak in on you and destroy you fast say I'm going to destroy you I'm going to destroy you build an ark build an ark for everyone to go inside I'm going to destroy you Jesus was that ark hallelujah that was built as the salvation of the world you see Jesus in Abraham it was the seed that God promised Abraham Jesus Isaac was not the seed he says in your seed shall all the families of the earth Jesus was that seed and we see Jesus clearly in Abraham and when God said to Abraham go sacrifice Isaac on Mount Moriah we see Jesus that was Abraham the father sacrificing Isaac Isaac and Jesus the same thing both of them were promised children both of them, their birth were a miracle. Both of them were loved by their father. Both of them yielded to the will of their father. Yeah. Isaac could have run away. But now says, you are the cashier like this. You want to tie him down. Say, oh, mommy. This one and ten-year-old man. Says, if, if, if that's what the Lord wants. He yielded himself to his father. We see Jesus on Mount Moriah. When that ram was caught by the horns. It was, a, it was the mystery of replacement. That this I was supposed to die. I have found myself an offering. So instead of me to die, the wages of sin is death. The question is, whose death? Jesus' death. Paid for my sins. So when you saw that ram caught by the horns, is how to know him. He's caught in the bush. His horns caught in the ticket. That was Jesus. So when you see him, you see him wearing the crown of thorns. It was that ram. It was that ram on Mount Moriah, caught on his head. He bore the cross. He says he cursed the earth. He says, thorns and tissue will this earth bring for you. So Jesus Christ, when he wore that crown of thorns, it was the major cause subject of the cause on the earth. So in Jesus, in Isaac, we see Jesus. It didn't end there. In Moses, we see Jesus. When he took the rod, Isaiah 11 verse 3 says, it's the rod of the JC, the tribe of JC. That's Jesus. Asked him to throw the rod down. The rod became a snake. Why does a rod become a snake? It depends of God. I have a problem with snakes. It's very personal. So, I mean, if I hear snake, I think sin. I think Satan. And so when God says to Moses, throw down your rod, and the rod becomes a snake, I have a big problem with that. I would have wanted that rod to become a dove because the dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. But let's assume that God is saying, if I make this rod a dove now, if it's time to catch it by the tail, the dove can fly away. So okay, okay, let's not use dove. But at least you can use a lamb. A lamb is the symbol of Christ. Why did the rod become a snake? Because him that knew no sin became sin. You see? Jesus was not a sinner. 
he became sin. So when he hung on that cross and he says, God, God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the first time he referred to God as God. He has always called him father. But on that day, it was no longer a father-son relationship. It was a God-sacrifice relationship. And so he died on that cross. We see Jesus. We see him in the road. We see him in the road. When he took that road to Egypt, you all know the meaning of Egypt. It is the land of slavery. It's the land of sin. He says, with this rod in your hands, you will do wonders. So here was Moses. Went straight to Egypt with the rod. The first plague, blood. The water became blood. It was a sign. By the blood. It was a sign. The first plague was blood. The last plague, the first son of everyone died. It was a sign. That was by the death of the son of God. That his children would be, it was a sign. So when they came and they got to the Red Sea, that sea is not red. It was red for a matter. It was red for an issue. God was trying to paint a point that this same Red Sea that parted for my people to pass will swallow up the enemy. So what created a path for you to pass through? What became a path for salvation was the very thing that swallowed up the sin in your life. So when Pharaoh, who were the enemies of God, began to run after them, they could not pass the blood. The blood is the last. You see, the blood is the final point. The blood, the blood. If I see the blood, the Passover. Jesus was that Passover lamb. I was slain in Egypt that night. He said, eat it fast. He said it now. He says, look, I'm the lamb. He said, take, take the bread. This is my flesh. That was the sign of communion. He was illustrating that which happened in the past. So we see him in Moses. We see him in Jacob. We see him everywhere. We see him in Isaac. Jacob, I told you before, Isaac was the only patriarch that was blind. There's no blindness in that family. There's no blindness in that family. Moses was not blind. Nobody was blind. Where did they get blindness from? And here was Jacob. Walked into the father. Wearing his elder brother's clothes. What it means. Is that we now. Dressed in the garment of our elder brother. Can approach the father. And take the blessing of the firstborn. Why was Isaac blind? It's because from now on. God will be blind to our sins. He will not be able to tell the difference between you and Jesus. Is it Jesus? Is it you? Is it Jesus? I hear the voice of Jesus. Is it God? Is it Jesus? Sign! I see Jesus everywhere. Everywhere. When the people were slain by serpents, he said, create a serpent. Hang him on the cross. Anyone that looks at that serpent, I see Jesus. I see Jesus everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you look, you see Jesus. Deliverance, you see Jesus. Joshua was Jesus. Really, Joshua and Jesus means the same thing. Yeshua is Joshua. That was Jesus. So Moses was the law. Joshua was the spirit. What the law could not perfect, God perfected in the spirit. Listen to this. The law brought them out, but could not take them in. Romans chapter 8 says, what the law could not do in that it was weak. God did. For the weakness of his body, of his son, Jesus. So Joshua, very strategically, is Jesus. Why was Joshua Jesus? He was both an Egyptian and an Israelite. Yeah. He was an Ephraimite. A son from the tribe of Ephraim, who Joseph had with an Egyptian woman. So he was part of them and yet not them. Mm -hmm. God became man. So he was mixed blood. 
it was both the same blood of those he was to deliver them from it was 100% God and 100% man Joshua was 100% Jew 100% Egyptian for we have not an high priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities for in the same way it was the same same flesh same blood everything you see I see Jesus I see Jesus in the land of slavery they were to spend 400 years 400 years in Egypt isn't that 400 years of not hearing anything from God that 400 years you saw in Egypt that they were supposed to stay is the same 400 years between Malachi and Matthew of silence of silence and God was silent God hid all these things from Satan you didn't see it Satan doesn't do anything if he knew everything, he would not have killed all the children in Egypt. He would not have killed all those children in Bethlehem. It's because he does not know who Jesus was. And he was killing everybody. Satan does not know everything about you. It's the thing that you tell him. Some of us are facing terrible battles now because your mind is supposed to be telling you, Yeah, what God told me in my prayer time. Satan said, eh? What did he tell you? He didn't know before you told him. Why did Jesus Christ was only speaking in parables? He knew Satan was dropping so he says destroy this body destroy this temple <laughs> I raise it up I see you destroy temple that it took us 48 hours 48 years to build you cannot erase it he said hey, if I be lifted up I draw men to myself except the corner of it fall it down and die it abides he says this is my flesh <laughs> it's my flesh and you drink my blood ah. see we are not cannibals you know what he said it he said except you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no life we say, look, I've been attending your church for a while. Today is the last day. <laughs> this one that you preach today. <laughs> Me and my family <laughs> and our children, we are leaving this church. You know, Jesus Christ would have said, no, 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 no. Ah, no, you missed, you, you didn't understand what I was saying. He was not going to explain it because he didn't mind to lose them temporarily so that he can gain them permanently. Yeah. yeah. That was why he didn't explain those stuff. Never explained anything. So Satan did not know. Bible says the wisdom that the princes of this world give me that scripture one more time. They did not know because if they had known, they would never have crucified the prince. Never. So God has a purpose and has a plan. He reveals His purpose to you, but not His plan. The plan is the pathway to the purpose. If He reveals the plan, then He can truncate the purpose. And Satan does not know the plan. Satan knows the purpose. You want to be great? He knows God wants you to be great. He knows. He knows God wants you to be great. But God is a master plan. Alright? He's a master plan. Three expressions of the wisdom. I'm going to finish this in four minutes. Three expressions of wisdom. God is a master plan. I'm shocked. At children of God, I don't have plan. They say, I don't have plan. I live by the Spirit. Anything, anywhere the Spirit lead me to. So what's your plan for the year? <laughs> Pastor. You may still live by plan. My God, you are kind of. We live by the Spirit. What's the Spirit? Spirit. Say anything the Spirit say. Say whatever the Spirit lives. So no plan. See God, see as he plans salvation. When Adam sinned, the plan kicked, kicked out immediately. Straight from that Eden. We saw, we saw, we saw seeing Jesus. We didn't understand now. It was you guys that I began to say this word. Isaiah. No, no. I said, I came and said, Look, 
The servant, he was chastised. He was bruised. Which servant is that? As I said, I don't know. <laughs> He's a servant. David said, look. They pierced me. They looked upon me with the pierce. My hands and my foot. Oh my God, my God. Why have thou forsaken me? Who's that? I don't know. Bunch of people that didn't even know what they were talking about. So you guys kind of mixed the code. And it is a cryptic conversation happening in the heavenly realm. So he explained it. Paul says, God is a hidden wisdom. Nobody. Someone say, I have that kind of wisdom. Kind of say, my, my business explains that kind of wisdom. Isn't everything you open your mouth and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Your, 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 your trade secrets, you went and posted on Facebook. Something will go, we're just trying to explain something. You say, ah! What, 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 what? You have called your, <laughs> you have called your friend. God <laughs> no, said, wait, you don't even understand what I'm saying yet. He said, no. Oh, man, you hear deep. Oh, deep, man. Deep, deep, deep. You have lost it. All right. Wisdom helps you provide solutions. I've explained that several scriptures. Matthew chapter 5, as we are the light of the world. Jesus Christ saved the problem of the world. It was the light of the world. Isaiah 60 says, you are the light. You will shine. Just put your light on the candlestand. Don't hide your light. It is not wisdom to hide your light. God is not going to help you shine your light. Arise and do what? So it's yours only to shine. So God gives you a light. Don't hide and say, you know. Satan has done this to us. Several say hide. It's humility. You are projecting yourself. Anything God say. Anything God say. So, because we think is humility not to talk. And many of us are dying inside. Gifts that could have been changed the world. Hide it. We are too proud. Cover. When it is time, in the due season, God will reveal you. That's how you are like that. The Bible says, see that light the candles not put under the bushel. That's why foolish people feed the world. Have you seen foolish people? Ah, foolish people are very much. If the wise people of this world are half as audacious as the foolish people, this world will be a place. I tell you, if you see the kind of courage that foolish people have, when they come out, like portable now, come out. And, and say, I'm a baboon. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, he says that. And people began to talk about it. But it's a child of God somewhere who's a king. He said, I don't want a situation where they will say that uh, I am. Somebody said, I'm a baboon. I live in the zoo. Nobody abusing will say, hi, I'm a baboon. But you are a king and you can't say it. You are a light of the world and you can't say it. You are the salt of the earth and you can't say it. Because you have to be here. You are a writer. See your writing skills. See the things you write in your room. Things that can bless the world. You hide it. So to bring it out there. Yet people are writing foolish things. The kind of capital foolishness I see. I said, this person went to school to study foolishness. There's no way somebody can be naturally foolish like this. The person must have studied foolishness. Because this foolishness is deep. Nobody can be naturally foolish like this. He has a BS in foolishness. But look at you. You can sing. You can act. You can write. You have content. You have stuff that can change our world. And someone's out there dying for lack of your light. But you rather the person die 
because of false humility. False humility, that's what I call it. You're hiding it. You are too careful. You don't want people to preach. Hey, that man. That promise I'm going to finish this sermon. Yeah. Bible says God is not a man. <laughs> I'm a man. Glory <laughs> 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 God. Hallelujah. I cannot be dragging God's place. Oh. <laughs> Me? I let God have his place. I let God, I'm telling you. Has he said anything? Can you not do it? I mean, not me. Not me. Don't say I'll let my light shine. Say I will not hide my light anymore. Say it again. Say I will not hide my light. So what's that light? Some of us are sent to teenagers, children. There's a light in your heart. You're hiding it. And yet there's a corruption going on in the world. And darkness has no definition of itself. Darkness is the absence of light. That's darkness. You cannot switch on darkness. You have to switch off light. Darkness is the natural consequence. So anywhere you see darkness, don't blame darkness. Blame light. Because light. So if you see darkness in entertainment, who should you blame? Light. Darkness came and met God. You see, Satan did not create anything. Listen to me carefully. The Bible says, by him was all things made. Satan did not create entertainment. Now, this might go a long while and people might criticize me, but I don't really care anymore. See, they say they abuse me for internet. I don't really care. Satan did not create entertainment. Satan did not create fashion. The first person that saw anything was God. And he sold it for Adam and Eve in the garden. That was the first tailor. The first person that created anything was God. Satan was a musician. Sorry, not the kind of SOG musician. A devilish musician. All he knew was to do was to play skillfully and very softly. So what he did was to pervert everything that God created. Satan did not create a dance. He perverted everything. Everything. Satan did not create sex. Sex is pure. Sex is holy. Sex is godly. There's a sex that you have that you can be praying in tongues. And God, God will look down from heaven. God will look down and says, Thou art my beloved son. A womb. I'm witnessed. There's a sex like that. Are you following the point? But what did Satan do? Satan perverted sex. And that's why you see, we have more single people having sex than married people. Because the moment people that are even cohabiting, people that are cohabiting, they are living together, we are saying, hey, you people, just marry. The moment they marry, they stop having sex. Because the element of seduction, the element of sin, the mystery of the law has been removed. And what was once unholy is now holy. And there's no more temptation to do the holy.
create anything. Everything she says and do is a perversion. So song, who created music? Is God. Fuji, Juju. Every kind of music is a is an expression of music. Reading. God created reading. So you see your body, the way your heart is beating. Kicking. 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 Eh? Kicking. Kicking. Eh? Eh? Kicking. Kicking. That's music. It's a regular beat. It's a metro. Just going. Just going. Satan cannot do that kind of thing. So he perverted music. Some of you are here. God has called you. There are a lot of people, I'm going to say this. I don't care where it gets. There are a lot of people to compel you to use your content for the gospel. And they criminalize you. They blackmail you. And you are doing content. You call yourself a Christian. You are not doing Christian content. So they make you feel guilty. They are not showing Christ, 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 Christ everywhere. They are doing that. And me, you know, I studied law. Practiced law actively for like seven years. Great man. All my years of practicing law. I never preach in the court. I do not stand and say, my Lord, <laughs> you may think you are Lord. <laughs> but I want you to know that it's the Lord of Lords. Unto whom you will be judged. You might be giving a judgment today, but you shall be judged. I never did that once. And nobody ever accused me for not using my profession. So why do I have to accuse a Christian musician to compose me to sing Jesus? Why? Why? Why must it be music? Anything art. Satan wants to choke Christians out of it. Because it don't stop them from... You, you don't cost your clientele. I'm doing business as a lawyer. I don't name my, my chambers. Jesus Chambers. So by saying Jesus Chambers, I have already cut off everyone that is not Jesus. I'm collecting money from Muslim, from Buddhists, from everywhere. But I want you who is a content maker to say Jesus content. And nobody is under compulsion to use it except God told them that you should do Christian content strictly. You tell me that. Why? Why are you a comedian? You are a comedian. You are a comedian. You are a professional comedian. And you want to use Jesus to cut off all your clientele. Are you getting it? So there are many professions that nobody's. I said I, mean, I practice law fully active, stood in court, spoke to the judge, did the other. I never once said that. And nobody accused me. Nobody made me feel bad. So if you stop me with a professional legal practitioner, why do I stop a professional drummer? Why do I stop a professional actor? Why do I have to stop them from being all they can be? We are the light of the world, not the light of the church. The light shines, doesn't shout. Shine! The wise men followed the star to Jesus. When you shine, come to Jesus. They were not shouting Jesus, Jesus. They just kept shining. And everybody who saw the star followed them. So you cause your light to bring men to Jesus.
Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.